0: I'm going to first read verses 1 through 5. It says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. On the other hand, uh, the one who prophesies, speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Verse 4, the one who speaks in tongues builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So let's start breaking this down Uh, As we've already talked about, starting in verse 1, it says pursue love. I've already stated everything, as we know, flows through love. 1 John 4, verse 8 says that God is love. And every good and perfect gift comes from him, it says in James 1.17. And he is love. So Paul is right from the beginning here. He's creating order here in this passage that first and foremost, before we go any further, uh, pursue love. We don't want to be a noisy gong. Uh, We want to be an instrument of power and praise for the glory of God through love. Hallelujah. And then he goes on, he says, pursue love and earnestly. uh, Church, can you say earnestly? Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Okay, now this includes tongues, what he's talking about here. And I've heard people say, well, you know, if God wants me to speak in tongues, then he'll make me speak in tongues. Uh, This is true. This is that's very true. The scriptures do teach us that God does as He pleases, and that He can do that if He desires to, according to His purposes. Uh, however, God, while that is true, God makes it clear to us that He desires partnership. He desires partnership. He invites rather than forces. And the Word of God says to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, which. Uh, In this passage, it's even specifically highlighting the gift of tongues and prophecy. He's saying, earnestly desire them. And then to skip forward in verse 5 for a moment, uh, Paul says, I want you all to speak in tongues. I want you all to speak in tongues. So it doesn't say that God will earnestly give you gifts. It says, earnestly desire and seek the gifts. Uh, And in verse 5, Paul doesn't say, I want God to make you all speak in tongues. He says, I want you all to speak in tongues, okay? It's a partnership with the Lord. He gives the gifts, but we receive it, we unwrap it, we open it up and use it for the glory of God. So verse 2, it says, when you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking to God, and when you prophesy, you are speaking to men. Uh, How many of you would agree that when we are speaking to God, it says you are speaking in tongues, you are speaking to God, you would agree that when we are speaking to God, it's not to be taken lightly? All right, when we speak in a tongue, we utter mysteries in the spirit, it says. Uh, and, And the devil does not like this because he cannot understand what you are saying because you're uttering mysteries in the spirit, the holy realm of the spirit of God. And why? Because the devil likes to be the author of confusion, not the one being confused. So verse four, it says the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself but the one who prophesies builds up, the ter- builds up the church. All right, we'll talk about that edification more in just a moment. But back here to verse 5, Paul says, Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. How many of us know that context is so important when we're reading the Scriptures? Uh, because if you're reading the Scripture and on further into the passage of 1 Corinthians 14, uh, you, and you just look at it on the surface, and you read it, uh, what and move on, what you will take from it is that prophecy is more important, and tongues should be done in order, and then you'll move on, and miss all the revelation and riches in it. But if you look at the context of this passage, uh, you'll see Paul is talking to the church in Corinth that they are experiencing something. That something they are experiencing uh, is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And Paul is, he's helping to create uh, a more fruitful, fruitful atmosphere. Uh, sadly, often this scripture is used to, in the name of order, uh, it's, it's used to actually shut down, shut down tongues. Uh, but if you look in verse thirty nine on down in chapter fourteen, Paul says, "Do not forbid speaking in tongues." Uh, but what he's doing, Paul is partnering with the Holy Spirit to do some pruning. How many of you know pruning is a good thing in the kingdom to bear more fruit so that the church can experience the blessing and the power of this gift? So when you look at this passage in context, it's actually a very empowering scripture for tongues. Uh, Because the the gatherings were getting so uh, amazing and powerful and uh, there was a pouring out. And the early church was so hungry and experiencing so much increase in the Holy Spirit that some teaching and order was needed not to shut anything down, but to actually produce more fruit and actually elevate the atmosphere of encounter and of operating in the gifts from God. All right, so let's go on down to verse 14 and 15. We're still in the same chapter And Paul says in verse 14, for if I pray in a tongue, uh, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Are you with me? I'm going quick this morning because I want to get everything in. Uh, Are we good? All right, I'm moving quick. Uh, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. Verse 15, what am I to do? He says, he asked the question. Uh, I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. So praying from our understanding, from our mind is powerful. It's actually uh, biblical. Uh, Paul says, I pray from my mind and from my spirit. But when we pray in our understanding, uh, God meets us at our level of understanding, which is it's OK. It's good. Okay, it's biblical. Our God's a good Father. He pursues us. He desires to commune with us in that way, and we can always increase in our understanding and revelation. All right, but when you pray in the Spirit, you go up into the heavenly realm, and you pray in the realm of the Spirit of God. And I tell you, a lot of days, I actually, uh, I I personally pray in tongues more throughout my day than I do in English. There was a, a scientific study done years ago, and it was done by non, non-Christians and scientists, and they wanted to understand this praying in tongues. And so they actually brought in uh, a group of Christians, all from different nations that spoke different languages, but they brought them in, uh, and they wanted to hook them up to this machine and basically figure out what's happening in their brain when they're praying in tongues. Well, they also brought in a group of Buddhist monks to do, to do it as well. So they start with the Christians and they they hook them all up and they say, hey, start praying in English or start praying in whatever their language was. And they start praying in their native language. And they said, then move into praying in tongues. And when they started praying in tongues, what what happened was when you are using uh, your brain with this machine as they're praying in English or their native tongue, it's actually it lights up the frontal lobe of the brain because it's showing the activity of the brain that's taking place. When they shifted into praying in tongues, all of a sudden the light turned off, and as they're praying in tongues, they could not understand or figure out uh, where this was coming from. They say you're not even using your brain, but but you're you're obviously operating in some way, and so all they could say was that it was spiritual, that it was supernatural. Remember, these are non-believers, and so then they hooked up the uh, the group of Buddhist monks to the same machine, and they said, "Hey, start you know." Uh, saying stuff or, or praying, whatever you do, uh, I don't know what all they do, praying in Engl- uh, their language, you know. And so they start doing that, and they said, now move into your, they have these, like, chants, you know, these spiritual chants. Now move into your spiritual chants. And they start doing that. Guess what happened? The light stayed on at the front lobe of their brain because their brain was still active because it wasn't coming from the spirit realm of God. And so they do this study, and they realize um, that and started increasing their understanding on this, and that when we pray in tongues, we are not praying from our mind, but from our spirit. When we are praying in tongues, uh, we are not praying from our mind, but from our spirit. And I love, don't you love when science proves the Bible, proves the word of God and the spirit of God to unbelievers? And so uh, verse 15, Paul says, not only does Paul pray in the spirit, but it says he sings in the spirit as well. All right, so this the move of God that took place in Wales in the early 1900s, some of you may be familiar with it. Uh, it had something that marked, marked this move of God, uh, and it was that people would sing out in tongues. They would sing in the Spirit, uh, sometimes for hours. As long as it took until the glory of God, it would fall at such a level that everyone in the room had no... Uh, option other than just to respond to the glory of God and hit, hit their knees and hit their face before God. And there's stories of people would actually cross the county line where this was taking place, and the glory of God would come upon them in such a way that they wouldn't even be near the gathering, but they would just uh, fall face down and start crying out and repenting to God. And it was actually known as they would sing in the spirit and sing out in tongues uh, corporately. It was known as the singing revival. And so I, I also want to take, take notice here in uh, verse 15 where Paul says, I will. He says, I will pray with my spirit. I will sing with my spirit. This I will shows us that Paul is choosing to pray and sing in the spirit. You have a choice. It is a willed activity. You don't have to wait for some big spiritual moment uh, that people may call it, to pray in tongues. Praying in tongues is the everyday, abundant Jesus life of sons and daughters of God. And I actually, I, I have set a, a reminder on my phone, because I knew I was going to be sharing this message last week at the start of the month. I've set a reminder on my phone to uh, remind myself every day this month to pray in tongues. And I'm doing it every day at 1.45 p.m., representing 1 Corinthians 14, 15 and I'm doing it at 1.45 p.m., and it reminds me, and it's amazing because I've only been doing it from just about five days now, but it's amazing because I I really enjoy and like to pray in tongues a lot throughout the day, but man, every time, it it reminds me, and I stop, and I pray in tongues uh, in the Spirit, and I want to invite you to do that with me if you would like. Now, you certainly don't have to do it at 1.45 if that's not a good time for you, um, and you can do it however the Spirit leads you, but um, and don 't limit to limit it to just that time, as I said, we you can pray throughout your day uh, and what works best for you, but it 's just something to help create an intentional rhythm, something to help uh, you know establish a holy discipline together that I believe if you will do it, you will bear fruit um, and sometimes you know the past five days I, I will see the reminder i 'll start praying it 'll be while i 'm doing something it 'll be for uh, a minute or it 'll be for five minutes uh, sometimes i 'll start praying in tongues. And then I'll start doing something, and I didn't clear the reminder, so I'll see it again 10 minutes later, and I'll go again. And it's just a a really intentional way, whatever way helps you remember, to build that holy discipline together. And then there's a teaching, though, that says that uh, speaking in tongues is the sign of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You may uh, hear that teaching in certain streams in the church, but I believe that it is not the sign. Uh, I believe, though, that it is a sign. It is a sign. In Acts 2, it was tongues, and then in Acts 4, it was boldness. And I believe that God touches people differently and uniquely and perfectly. Uh, but, and be careful that you do not compare your encounter with the Lord with someone else's encounter because God touches everyone uniquely, and he touches them perfectly. And I know people that they began speaking in tongues at the same time that they received a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, And I also know people that receive tongues gradually over time. And uh, so remember, just because there's been a manipulation in the past with a teaching, and it creates this uh, pressure of the gift rather than a resting in the gift, because it's not flowing through love first and foremost, but just because that... That may have pushed you away, and a lot of people away from tongues, understandably. Remember, we don't throw something out that is from God just because men have not stewarded it well. So let's go to verse 18 and 19. Paul says in 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. Nevertheless, in church, he says, I would rather speak five words with my mind in order to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. So Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. So if he's saying more than all of you, then he's speaking to a group of people that are are speaking in tongues a lot, right? All right. And if Paul would rather speak five words in a known language in church, in church, but he thanks God that he speaks in tongues more than all of you, uh, then where is he speaking in tongues? We can ask that question. Where is he speaking in tongues? It's while he's washing dishes. It's why he's riding his camel from one town to the next. It's why he's in the secret place. It's why he's writing the inspired holy scriptures of God. It's why he's praying while he's praying for the sick on the street. You know, we have the joy and the delight of praying in tongues throughout our day uh, before you go into a business meeting, uh, while you're cooking, while you're driving, uh, when you're putting uh, your kids to bed. You know, for those of you with young kids, uh, if you start praying in tongues with your kids, uh, their prayer language will start to flow naturally from a young age. Uh, recently, Nedra and I felt led by the Lord to anoint the three corners of our property and have a prayer walk. It's, a, it's in the shape of a triangle. So we went and anointed each corner of our property and had a prayer walk. And we were praying out in the Spirit and, and thank, giving God thanks and taking authority. And then we felt led to pray, uh, pour oil out at the four corners of our of our house. So we start doing that, and I start taking the oil, and I start putting it on the top of our, our doors, every door around our house. And I just start prayer walking and praying out in tongues and praying out in the Spirit with this oil. And uh, my kids are behind me, and all of a sudden, I'm praying out in the Spirit, and I hear uh, these tongues, like, come forth, like, very passionate. And now our, our oldest, who's 11, she's been praying in tongues since I can remember, like, three or four years old, and all of our kids, they hear us pray in tongues a lot, and uh, but my son, uh, who's nine, I, I had never heard him uh, pray in tongues, which is okay, and just fine, but um, you know, I knew he had heard us pray in tongues, but had never heard it, and so I'm walking around praying in tongues, I hear this voice behind me, and it's a voice with passion, I mean, there's fire coming out, all of a sudden, it stirs me, and sparks a fire in me, and I start praying out in tongues more passionately, and I look back, and it's Zion, And I thought, wow, man, he is releasing it right now. And I just, it was such this beautiful moment, almost teared up as we were walking around the home praying. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, he's doing what he sees his father doing. He's doing what he sees his father doing. So as you pray out in the Spirit and pray in tongues around your kids, they'll just grow up edifying themselves in tongues. They'll grow up giving thanksgiving in tongues. They'll grow up uh, entering into intercession in tongues, which um, let me go into that now to help us further further understand this. There is the ministry spiritual gift of tongues. This is where in a corporate setting uh, in the church, someone will maybe they'll speak out real loudly or they'll stand up or they'll be called up, or whatever it looks like in different atmospheres, and they will speak out and give a tongue. They'll stand up, and they'll start giving out this tongue. All right? And then uh, someone with the gift of interpretation of tongues, they will then stand up, or they'll speak out, or they'll come up and they'll say, uh, hey, this is what it's saying. The Lord says, this is a day of healing. This is a day of joy and of power, or whatever the word from heaven is. All right, and t- Paul, he talks about these spiritual gifts of tongues and interpretation of tongues in First Corinthians chapter twelve verses seven through eleven. You can go read it uh, later if you would like, but I believe that any, at any time any of us can actually access any of the spiritual gifts as the Holy Spirit equips us in specific assignments. But we do see in uh, verse eleven of First Corinthians twelve where there are specific gifts who have been given to individuals for the body of Christ and for the work of the ministry. Because it says in verse 11, all these, uh, talking about these spiritual gifts, are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Uh, so uh, in this same passage, verse 12, right after that, he, he says, Do all possess gifts of healing? He's asking the question, Do all speak with tongues? Do all... Interpret, he's asking the question here and talking about how God appoints things in the church. And what Paul is talking about here is the ministry, spiritual gift of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. But back to our our scripture this morning in uh, 14, verse 5, where Paul says, I want you all to speak in tongues. He's talking about our spirit prayer language of tongues that is for everyone. That is for everyone. So, to help break this further, There are four different types of tongues that we see in the scriptures in two different categories. All right, there are two public tongues, or you may call them corporate tongues. And then there are uh, two private, or you could call them devotional tongues. All right, uh, so another way to put this is that there are two manifestations of public tongues, and then there are two manifestations of private tongues. Uh, which is where I'm arriving at these uh, four different manifestations of tongues being that we see in the Scripture. So let's start with public tongues. Uh, Two public tongues. Number one is what I was just talking about, where there is a heavenly language through the ministry spiritual gift of tongues that calls for an interpretation. I believe there's those of you here, uh, and I know there are those of you here with the gift of tongues, the corporate gift of tongues, And uh, also the gift of interpretation of of tongues. Uh, We have we have those here, uh, interpretations and tongues here before. Some of you may have been part of some of the gatherings. Uh, We've had gatherings here before where um, people will come. Someone will give a tongue, and uh, someone will come up to me, most often really, and say, "Hey, I've never done this or never experienced this." I think we've all you know seen this. But they'll say, but when they were given the tongue, I just heard the interpretation in my spirit, and they just heard the words in English, and it just they couldn't describe. It just came to them. They just knew it, and then uh, we'll let them share, it and it really raises the uh, level of anointing in the gav- gathering when this gift op- operates. And so I believe by the end of today, the there's going to be some of you that didn't even know you have it, and the Lord's going to activate that corporate public gift of tongues, or or and or uh, interpretation of tongues. So the other public tongue. Uh, is speaking in a known language, speaking in a known language, uh, which is what we see in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit comes in the upper room and they begin speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And in verse 6, it says that the multitude of people were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak of the mighty works of God in his own language. All right, there's a testimony I love. Uh, out of the Azusa Street Revivals because it involves children, where children would be there, and they would begin speaking in tongues as the Spirit uh, came over them. And they didn't know it, but they were actually speaking out in Mandarin. And what happened was the the people there that were from China, all of a sudden they started hearing these children speaking in their native language. And what they were saying was, uh, catch this fire and take it to China. Catch this fire and take it to China. So that's the other uh, public tongue we see in Scripture, speaking in a known language. Let's go to the two private tongues. Number one, uh, for edification, for building yourself up in the Holy Spirit. Jude verses 20 and 21 says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. This is so important this uh edification through your prayer language. if you find yourself troubled about something, you can actually begin to pray in the spirit, and the Holy Spirit starts to make perfect intercession for you, and then there's a release, and a peace begins to flow. How many of you ex- have experienced that before um you know you, you know you just can't go on vacation every week, right? Uh, That's just not quite uh, realistic and get rested up. And how many of you know um, that I'm actually not always operating in the full manifestation of joy and peace? I'm sorry if I'm letting you down and you've believed that about one of your leaders. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, Nedra can confirm this. All right. I have to say sorry a lot. All right. And now she would tell you that I'm the same person uh, at home. Uh, that, I, that I am here at the church and here on this stage. But I'm not always abounding in joy and peace and restful hope 100% of the time. I'm getting there. I'm growing, right? Hallelujah. We're, we're getting there. But you see, I do understand that even if I'm not there in specific moments, joy is always there, available. Peace is always there. Hope is always there because I'm one with Christ who is joy, who is peace, who is hope. So it's amazing because I can begin to pray uh, in the Holy Spirit and my spirit and my emotions and my body becomes awakened to the reality of the joy I have in Jesus, of the peace I have in Jesus, of the riches I have in Christ Jesus. It's good news. Isn't this good news this morning? And I really believe I'm walking uh, in fruit today from thousands of tongues that I prayed even years ago. Uh, what if sometimes... What if sometimes you pray 10,000 words in tongues so that when you speak five words of English, it has so much weight and power and revelation with it that it forever changes the person or the object or the atmosphere that you're speaking to? Uh, Yvonne Rudolph, she shared something that I want to share about Wednesday night. Um, Can I get someone to do me a favor and um, go tell uh, the children's ministry that we're going to be a little bit longer, a little bit later. Thank you. Thank you, Pops. Just tell them we we need a few more minutes, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting close. Um, something that Yvonne Rudolph uh, said in her uh, message on tongues on a Wednesday night is last year, and I loved it. She said, I find that if I pray in tongues for a while, before I even opened the Bible to study it, she said, I received so much rich revelation that the words seem to be on fire and just jump off the page at me. And I love that. To pray in tongues and then open the scriptures and it just, it's on fire and it leaps out at you. Hallelujah. Um, the other private tongue is through intercession. All right, Romans eight twenty six and 27 says, it says, "Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groaning too deeps for word, and he groaning too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God." All right, so the intercession through tongues can be for uh, us; it can be for someone else. Uh, when you are praying in tongues this way the Spirit of God is actually taking hold of your spirit, and it's e- interceding on behalf of yourself or on behalf of others. And to paint a picture of this, what's happening when you're interceding for others, you're praying in the Spirit, and in your intercession through tongues, and you're, you're actually going into the spirit realm, and you're bringing people into the arms of Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, and what what we just read, Romans 8, 26 and 28, 26, and 27, tells us that the Holy Spirit makes perfect intercession for us because it's according to the will of God. Uh, isn't that good news? Uh, are, you, are you being stirred yet to be prayed, to, to pray in tongues more? Um, tongues are a mighty way in which we give thanks to the Lord and give thanks to the Lord well, it says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 17. How many of you want to give thanks well, as it says in Scripture? Tongues are not just for pastors and, and ministry leaders uh, they're for business owners, they're for managers, they are for for teachers, and they're for officers, and for artists, and for every sphere of society. As we talked already, they're for parents. Hallelujah. Sometimes I don't know what to pray for my children, but the Holy Spirit does and can make perfect intercession. Amen. So you're walking, you know, uh, into a room or down a street, and you just begin to feel compelled to pray in the, in tongues, and you don't know why. What you're doing is you're interceding. Uh, You you may be interceding for the spiritual atmosphere, for someone specific in the room, for yourself in a situation. You may be interceding for an entire city or an entire nation. We don't always know, but the Holy Spirit does. And it's such a joy to partner with with Him through this gift. And sometimes you may be praying for me, so thank you. And sometimes I may be praying for you, so you're welcome. Sometimes we may be praying for the family, for one another. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit prays perfect prayers. Uh, for those of you that are dating, uh, you know, in English, you're praying, you know, oh, thank you, God, for so-and-so. Uh, I just love them so much. And, uh, you know, there's, oh, there's that one thing. They got that issue. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Well, there's quite a few things. Um, and there's some things that don't line up with my dreams and my destiny. Um, a little rough around the edges. But I know you're doing a work in them, Lord. I just love them so much. I pray you just bring us closer together. Your will be done, Lord. And by your will, I mean my will. Because I'm not mature enough and too insecure to trust and wait on you, Lord. You you wouldn't really say that, but that's what's happening. Your will be done, Lord. That's in English, okay? Then you start praying in tongues about the same relationship And the Holy Spirit starts making perfect intercession according to the will of God for you. And says, Father God, Jesus, we need to break it up. It's no good. They're settling. It's not the one we've prepared them for and set them apart for. Break it up. This is not for our daughter. This is not for our son. Hallelujah. Yvonne, would you come up and share? So I asked Yvonne. She's got a testimony about praying in tongues for her sister. Uh, Through the night. I want you to share that real quick.
1: All right, so um, I had called my sister and um, we were talking, and she said, uh, You know, I got this big day planned tomorrow with my grandchildren, and I can't wait. We're going to do this and this and this and this. And then uh, the more we talked, she said, You know, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. And I said, What's wrong? And she said, I have this awful pain in my shoulder, in my neck, and it hurts so bad, and I've taken something for it, and it's not getting any better. And she said, I just, I think I'm going to have to cancel because I just, I can't do this feeling this way. And so I said, well, I'm going to pray for you. And so we hung up. And so as soon as I hung up, I started praying in the spirit. And I was just, you know, you know, nice sweet little tongues. And so (laughs) I'm praying like that. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit brings me into travail. And I go from sweet little tongues into strong tongues. You know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden this, you know, it's because I love her. It's like Jeremy said, it's love. It's love that causes us to intercede in the spirit. And as I love her, these strong emotions just start percolating in me. And the love causes me to go into groanings and what we call travail. And I'm just groaning before the Lord and just crying out to him. And it's a painful thing. It's like giving birth to something. And you literally are giving birth to something when you're in travail. And so I began to just travail over her and, and the pain that she's going through. And so then all of a sudden, and you know what I'm talking about here, suddenly it's like that anguish, that pain, that groaning stops and you feel this surge of freedom this surge of lightness this surge of release and relief and the holy spirit you know suddenly starts cackling you know he's laughing you know and it's and it's fun and it's going you just jump up from there and you go it's done it's done I know it's done and so that's what happened to me that day with my sister And so I said, it's done. I don't know, but it's done. Well, the next morning I got up and she texted me. And she said, I know you've been praying because I woke up this morning and all that pain is gone. That was the Holy Spirit. But, you know, the point is that when we're interceding like that, it's not just us doing this. I like to picture myself before the throne of the Father God with Jesus at my right hand and the holy spirit inside of me and we're a team and we're interceding together and the father and the son are showing me through the holy spirit exactly how to pray with perfect precise laser accurate prayers that I could never know with my natural mind i just want you to just want to encourage you it is an adventure to pray in the spirit and just see what the holy spirit will do
0: Amen. Praise God. You know, victory comes in the secret place. You light the fuse in the secret place so that there's an explosion of love and glory and power in the public place. And, you know, we we don't see the disciples asking Jesus in Scripture how to walk on water or how to turn water into wine or how to calm storms. They may have asked him that. I probably would have. Uh, But it's not recorded if they did. But we do see the disciples ask Jesus, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Uh, because they saw the connection between Jesus praying and then transformation happening. They saw Jesus getting alone and, and praying. And then the fruit of that being the supernatural. The fruit of that being the strengthening and miracles and teaching of the word and bringing heaven to earth. And, you know, there's no there's no one formula um, Uh, for for praying in your heavenly language there's no one formula and also uh, more prayer doesn't even equal more power necessarily Uh, but more prayer does equal deeper relationship and intimacy with the source of power hallelujah and what you carry in your heart you will manifest what you carry in your heart you will manifest let's stand up arise worship come on back up are you excited church Are you ready to release your heavenly language? Just place your hands in front of you. Let's start with just receiving. Just start receiving what heaven is pouring out this morning. There's an anointing in the room for more. Do you feel it? There's an anointing in the room this morning for more. Hallelujah. There's an invitation for upgrades, for new realms, and new activations in the kingdom of heaven right here. Uh, Every person in this room, everyone listening online, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You know, the fivefold ministry is called to equip the saints. And so this is a divine moment to partner with God's heart in equipping you in this gift, equipping you in your heavenly language. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, just, just receive it. Just receive it. The lion of the tribe of Judah wants to roar through you. He wants to roar into your circumstances, over the people that you love, over cities, over nations. He wants to transform you. He wants to transform your prayers from a kitten's yelp to a lion's roar. Hallelujah. There are are lonely hearts. There's desolate places waiting to be ministered to. There's a river of life ready to flow out of you. And there's a breakthrough of praise ready to burst out of your spirit this morning with the family of God. There's a breakthrough ready to just come out and flow forth. And I'm just going to ask you uh, just to begin praying all, all across the room. Just begin to pray out uh, in your prayer in your prayer language, in the, in the heavenly language. Just begin to pray out in tongues uh, all around wherever you are. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to equip to upgrade, to increase, and to activate us this morning with tongues of fire. With tongues of fire. Just begin to release your tongues. If you have never prayed in tongues before, but you are stirred to pray in tongues this morning, and you're ready to earnestly desire the gifts, then I bless you this morning in this safe atmosphere. I bless you this morning in this house of love, in this house of freedom, in this house of truth, to open your mouth and just to begin praying in your heavenly language. Just begin to open your mouth and let the Holy Spirit flow out. There's no pressure. There's only holy pleasure and
2: divine power. There's no pressure this morning. There's only holy pleasure and divine power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God. Just begin to receive. Receive the gifts from above. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Let the lion loose. Let the river come forth. Just begin to let it swell in the room. Some of you are singing. Go ahead. Yes, sing out in the spirit. Paul says, I will pray. In my spirit, and I will sing out with my spirit. So begin to sing out with your spirit as you live. There's a song in your spirit that needs to be released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hey, give us that cowbell. Holy Spirit. How many of you know that volume doesn't equal more power, right? It doesn't. Uh, However, there are times when the
2: encouraged volume of the family actually partners with with what heaven is pouring out. So I want you to begin to increase the volume in the room. Increase the volume,
0: and I want you to start connecting shoulders and hands all across the room. Start placing a hand on the shoulder next to you, because this is the family of God. And I see the fire of God
2: just releasing from one person to the next. Hey, if you're not there, that's okay. Just lean in and catch the fire of the person next to you. Just lean in, yeah. And now just increase the volume to encourage one another. Increase the volume to encourage one another. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. it, release it, some of you are worshiping, give him what he deserves, some of you are receiving gifts, some of you are being activated and equipped, some of you are edifying yourself, some of you are interceding for the person next to you, some of you are interceding for the nations and the cities, hallelujah, begin to release it, begin to release it, some of you are interceding for your families and the people you love. Just begin to release it even more. Let it swell, Holy Spirit. Paul says, do not be drunk on wine. Be Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I'm going to invite you, if you feel led, just to begin coming up front or move around. There's freedom in this house for you to continue to exercise this gift and be activated in this gift. Just start moving around. Hallelujah! We're going to start. Da- we're going to start dancing and celebrate what God's doing. Hallelujah! Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let the lion loose. Let the river of life come forth. Hey!